G'day punters, well it's grand final week, Wally here, very excited with my good mate Harrow, but before we get in this week to everything that's going to happen in the grand final, we've decided to come together with a dedicated Brownlow podcast, so tonight's Brownlow, Harrow's going to give you all the good oil, Harrow how are you feeling mate? Yeah mate, really good, uh, excited for tonight, as we know the Brownlow medal is a bit of a die hard footy fans night of nights, uh, you get to reflect on the whole season there's bets galore. Like literally, you could not put enough time into this. You know, if you if you wanted to do it really thoroughly, you could go forever. And there's millions of markets, and uh, we're we're going to have a bit of fun with this one today. Mate. Love it, absolutely love it. So we're not going to go into the details around how the rest of the season. We'll, another podcast for grand final will be coming out. We're not going to talk about the premiums. We're not doing any of that. This is purely for Brownlow and tonight's count. So what I'll do is I'll just touch on a couple of things first. Um, the, the market as it's standing this morning, Dacos is edging out Bont and Pally as favourite. So Dacos 280, Bont and Pally 3 bucks, Zach Butters into 550, Christian Petrarca 7, Lockie Neal's 13, and then it's just name your price yeah. after that. So, mate, you're going to take us through round by round. You've got a little bit of something, and then you're going to talk to us about some multis for the for yeah. the game. So this this year, we have something for everybody. So get your, get your scribblers out, get your pad out. And make sure you're taking these down. Well, yeah, last year, me and Wally, uh, we only kind of met maybe 18, oh no, maybe 18 months ago yeah. or so. And the Brownlow was our first real get together. We sat down, had some beers and. Beer, yeah, and some reds. And some reds. <laughs> and, and we went through and we had bets in every single round for the three vote getters. It was just a lot of fun. Now, this isn't something that you uh, are loading up on or no. really aiming to try and make a lot of money out of. It is more a bit of fun. So. I have come up with a bet for every round as well. But first, Wally, for those people who don't know Wally, he's a guy who um, he has a lot of useless junk sport information in the back of his brain. <laughs> this is true. Best way to describe it, yep. So he knows random stuff. He knows a lot about sport, you know. And so what I've decided, I've come up with a little quiz for you oh, about shit. the Brownlow. <laughs> Oh, this could only this could only end badly. So uh, he's got no uh, he's had no chance to study for this, but I thought I'd test his uh, his sporting and Brownlow knowledge. It is pretty good punters. So oh, <laughs> it's not happy. It's not happy across the table. Sometimes I get. Do you, you know what it is like? You know how you go back through and you go, "What was the exact year of that, or the exact year of this?" And like you can ra- randomly throw them. But let's see how we go. This could be my undoing. <laughs> well, look, we'll edit it out. Yeah, well, it's not good. <laughs> All right, Wally. So I thought I've got a bit of a, a Nick Dacos theme to oh. this. A little bit, because he's the favourite. He is the favourite, yes. So I want to know, Wally, who is the youngest Brownlow medal winner? It's, are we going back a long time? It only goes back... I've, I've only gone back to our lifetime, so like 1980. Oh, because was, was it Hayden Bunton or Kim Murray? One of those. I think one of them won it when they were really young. Yeah. But that's the obvious having gone that. So the youngest Brownlow medalist in our lifetime. Yeah. I want to say Chris Judd, but I think there was one younger. And I'm just... I want to say... Oh. If it wasn't C. Judd... I'll give you a clue. Judd... Was the second youngest. That's what I said. I think there was one younger. So I'm thereabouts. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. So Judd was the second youngest. I knew he wasn't quite the youngest. Are we talking 80s? 90s. Oh! I was thinking, yeah, yeah, you know what I was thinking. 
Um, 90s. The 90s and the youngest would have been... <laughs> I'll be impressed if you get this, actually. You don't think I will? No. I don't think I will either. 1990s would think have it? been Scott Wine. No. Oh, because you absolutely <laughs> um, stole one off Jason Dunstall. So the youngest Brownlow medal winner is Wanganeen. Um, oh, I actually thought that a little bit. I was just, oh, I should have stuck him in guns. That was, and he won it out of a back, off a back pocket. Yeah. They said he played as a utility. I'm okay with that because of the simple fact that, gee, Scott White actually played a lot of footy. He played earlier, didn't he? There was another. There was another bloke who was so was Judd, Judd was twenty. I knew that Judd was the yeah. There's, right an, there. there's another one that's uh, twenty as well. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I'm I'm okay with that. I, I've I've saved some face there. <laughs> and, and, um, and I'm not just making that. Dacos up. is already twenty. He turned twenty in January, so he, he's not going to be the youngest if he manages to get it. There you go. Another Dacos theme one, mate. Who are the two other Brownlow medal winners to wear number thirty-five? Oh, geez, that's tough. Number 35, Brownlow medal winners. Uh, I'm going to make fun of he probably got have a listen to this editor and he's the king of numbers. You're going to stretch me here. 35. Um, all right, 35, 35, 35. I'm just going back. I'm on numbers. That Don't way. go back too far. No, 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 I'm not. I don't know. One of them won three. Oh, Bob Skilton. No, Robert Harvey. He only won, Robert Harvey didn't win three, he won two. Bobby Skilton's only won one three. Sorry. I would have gone, that's why you threw me, all right, so that's <laughs> technically, I would have uh, So, okay, so Robert Harvey, yeah, he was 35 in both, and then Mark Rusciuto. No, he was 32. See, um, thereabouts. <laughs> and then we go through, Goodsy was 37, so we somewhere in the middle. Who else was 35? Obviously, Peter was, Dacos, but he didn't win one. Um, and then we go through the others. No, wasn't. Apprentice was number 20 or something, wasn't he? Um, all the ones, no. I'll no. You, I'll give you three seconds. No. no. Dangerfield. Oh, he was too, that prick. <laughs> All right, this is undoing. This is, this is Dangerfield. I should have got. I should have got. I thought you should have got that. That's hundred percent. I'm really Harvey. Like going back, but yeah, when you said the three, I thought sorry, like three, three. Bob Skilton. He won two. He won two. He won um, the uh, the the one over the Chris Grant one. Remember? That's right. Got booed. <laughs> remember he got booed and then the next yeah, year yeah because Chris Gant had been rubbed out and he, he bet for something that he probably wouldn't have got rubbed out for now and he yeah. won by like six votes yeah. yeah anyway go next um, so this one is a bit more of a random one oh, okay. but what is the most common number to win the Brownlow ooh most common number to win the Brownlow this number's one at five times oh sorry Fuck, I just gave it away. It's one of ten times. Five. Yeah, it's yeah. number five. Oh, I, was getting, I would have said three, five, or seven, and I was probably leaning to seven, weirdly, because I'm like three. I always think three because there's been a lot of good threes, but then you go, well, Lee Matthews never won one. Um, but uh, Apparently, num- number eight's never won a Brownlow. Number eight? Yeah. Well, if I look at Hawthorne, Dean Anderson, Craig Trogleven, I think Taylor Jaray, yep, that checks out. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, mate. Let's get into it. Everybody's had enough of it. Yeah, bloody oh, garbage. Jesus. We didn't see people, other people would have got that. Yeah, got another. All right, let's get into it, mate. Brownlow betting. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start off with. Um, I've got a little multi here that I want to throw up as um, something that I'm quite confident on. Now, tell us as well which. Uh, bookmakers you're going to for each of these and they can shop okay. around but they may not they don't all offer the same markets yeah. and they don't all offer the same things to be able to be multi right. so you you if, if it's well, a generic one like most votes for the yeah. team or top 20s that's everywhere I've only really looked at toppies, toppies? and um, sports bet okay great people. but this one was at sports bet anyway and this is something that um you know, I'm quite confident in, and um, it's Bont and Dacos both to finish top three and Lockie Neal top five. Yes. And you're looking at $2.70. Great. Go. So Bont and, yeah, okay, great. Lockie Neal's the one that's giving you the value there. So they put him up $1.60 to finish top five, and his season um, has kind of gone under the radar a little bit. He's actually the best value, I reckon, getting around tonight. He's... Um, He's $17, I think, on Betfair to win it. Wow. And he's not going to be that far off the mark. I mean, he's had 29 touches in 10 of their wins. So he's not going to be far out of this, and we know that he polls votes. Polls very well. So he's given us a bit of value in that top five anyway, in that top five. But I've picked out a couple of uh, bets here just around team most votes. And uh, I've got Charlie Kerno winning it for Carlton. And you'll find him around two dollars. I've got John Newcomb for the Hawks at a two dollars twenty-five. I'm massive on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching him all year. I just think because he's that real up and under inside yeah. player. Sicily's been huge, but again, you're taking a midfielder against the defender, yeah. and you're yeah. getting the better price for a midfielder. Yeah. And he was consistent all year. Yeah, totally. And this one uh, is a little bit of a left field one. I mean, West Coast are not going to have a lot of votes polled. And you can get $4 about Jamie Cripps to have the most votes for West Coast without Tim Kelly. He has two games where he's... Well, where I've got him... He won the game game for them. Like, four votes could win this or something. Yeah, which was the game he won for them? I can't remember it off the top of my head. Because the Saints fans were loving him for it. Who did they beat? Um, They beat someone that helps and killed up. Yeah, and he kicked like five goals yeah. or something, didn't he? He's getting, he's getting three votes for yeah. that game. Yeah, And then, so that could win it. Yeah, as silly as that, is, yeah, silly as that yeah. sounds. Anyway, yeah, I like it. So uh, so there's our bets for our, our team outrights. Now, I've got a multi, a nine-leg multi here uh, for all the team leaders. Okay. It's going to add up to $5.40. Um, so, so just write this down if you want to follow it in. Let's go. We've got Libba without Bont. We've got Goulden for the Swannies, yes. Sinclair for the Saints, Butters for Port, Toby Green, that's where a bit of our value for this comes from. With an E? Toby Green. With an E, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Not, yeah, not, not the T Green without Not Tom a. Green. Yeah. Not Tom Green, but just, just for everyone to clarify. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jordan Dawson for Adelaide. Yeah, I reckon that's a lot. Dugowie without Dacos. Zach Merritt for Essendon. And Noah Anderson for the Gold Coast. And that will get you $5.40. There you go. I like that as well. And you'll be again look, the team multis, team outrights, the top three, top fives. Uh, these are based off uh, sportswear price you said, but they you can you can get those anywhere. Yeah. So they're the easy ones. Now, I love this. So there's you have literally you've given multi, you've given two multis. You've got your staple one, a few team outrights there, a team multi across the board, and I think that that's the biggest thing for punters on Brownlow night is who am I multiing in? What does it look like? Yeah. 
But you are now going to give us something for every round. All right. So Which every I round, love this. I've picked out. You know, actually, there was a really good thing on Twitter today by a guy um, who who correlated the uh, all the different polls out there and which poll has the best correlation to actual Brownlow votes. Love it. And um, he, where, where did he land? He found. Oh well, the coaches' votes is the best. Oh yeah. So if you Zach um, Butters won that, he won that. Mm. But he's only correlating the ten votes. What what that? That's worth two point four votes. Right, so seventy percent of the time that you get the ten off the coaches, you're getting the three votes off the umpires. Okay, um, I should find this guy and give him a shout out because it was um, it was pretty pretty handy. I will find it for us before the end of you, the episode. Yeah, okay, you find that. I'm gonna what I what I would be liking to check here as well. And we can have a look back through. Is if you go to the AFLCA. And you, you can check, you'll be able, you should be able to check the history of it. It could be a little bit painful to get through. But I seem to remember Zach Butters getting a huge run of, of, of a full 10 vote games. And I don't know if that was the case. I think he got more 10 vote, um, coaches vote games than anyone. But, yeah. um, we want to make sure we give this bloke a shout out to Harry. It's, it's Chew the Stat. Chew the Stat? Yeah. On uh, Twitter? Chew the Stat on Twitter. He, he's come up with this and I, Thanks, I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was, it was interesting. What is the Chew Man? Yeah, the king of stats. Yeah, could be. Here you go. Uh, so anyway, his uh, page is worth having a read if right. you like your stats and all that sort of stuff anyway. So I've found a few here, and a lot of them are um, guys who got the 10 votes off the coaches, but they're right. still, still a good price. Okay, yep. So round one, uh, Blues fans will remember this one. It was a draw with Richmond, and Dan Rioli was pretty clear best on ground for us, and he's paying $1.80. So that's going to get us started on, uh, on tonight, round one. Hang on, so Rioli? Dan Rioli, yeah. Dan? Uh, Dan? Dan Rioli from um, the Richmond Times. Oh, you're from yeah. Daniel Rioli, yeah. yeah you heard of me? Yeah, 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 I have, but it's like Dan, I was like, Dan? No, because Dan, I don't hear him called Dan. So, so uh, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Rioli for round one. And these are all, you're, you're, you're going to take through three voters, or are these going to be different? Are they all different, or are they all just three vote games? That's all. That's the only market there is. Great. Okay, so, so round one is Daniel Rioli. Like, I've only picked one from each round. Love it. Think. Absolutely love it. So, you know, you could go deeper, but um, anyway. Round two, um, Dane Zorko, he got the 10 coaches' votes against the Ds, and he's paying $3.30. Oof. So we, we like that there. Yep. Round three, we get Isaac Rankin got the 10 coaches' votes, and he's paying $2.50. Uh, round four, um, Jack Sinclair was my pick against the Gold Coast Suns, and, and he's uh, paying $2.30. He's good. Now, the other angle that I've got here as well is uh, if you kick six goals in a game, you get the three votes like a huge amount of time. Five, it's still high. Okay. 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 Round five, Joey Danaher kicked the five goals. He had 13 marks. He's paying $3.80. Okay. I know Neil had a big game that night as well, but uh, I'm going to go with Joey there. Round five, Zach Merritt. Um, round five, round six. Oh, sorry, this is another one in round five. Sorry, I Ooh, picked out right. two in round, round five. Merritt, yeah. Didn't really. Oh, well, there's a couple of rounds where I didn't find anything. Okay. So there's a couple that's of rounds right. where I, I like it. Merritt's in yeah. five, yep. So Merritt, he, uh, he's paying $2.40. He had the eight coaches' votes. Parrish is second in the betting. He only had the four. I remember this game. I thought Zach Merritt was best on as well. Yeah. So. Round six, I remember this game really well. Jack Sinclair absolutely tore the Blues a new one. Um, Gee, Sinclair 
backing a couple of yeah, he's ones. been That's great. Yeah, he's there twice. So he got the ten coaches votes. He's around even money. Uh, round seven, I remember this one really well. I thought Jordan Dawson was clear best on ground this night against the Pies. Uh, this is when they lost. I had a Pies supporter tell me they go Jordan Dawson will get three votes in that game. Yeah, he was phenomenal. And, and so this is another one where um, Dacos, I think Dacos might be favourite in this one. Mm. And I don't have him getting the three there. Also round one, um, Jordan DeGoey, uh I think he gets the three in round was one. He and a lot of, well, he was paying a dollar. He was like a dollar eighty when I first looked a week ago, when these markets first came out. He's a dollar thirty five or something. Oh, yeah. But there's a, I've picked a couple of games already where I can see Dacos not getting the, the and three. And again, it's the whole thing. He doesn't fit the profile of a Brownlow medalist because the kick ins, hand offs, yeah. outside football <laughs> early in the year. Yes, he went into the midfield later. But don't be shocked if it takes a while for the umpires to find him. Yeah, I agree. Do not be, don't be shocked. Don't be rocked. I went through. So he took kickouts in round, I think it was rounds one to nine. And a lot of the time it was four or five he was getting per game. So yeah. you, you knock those off his possessions and it, it does come down a bit. Anyway, we'll keep going because there's a bit to get through. Yeah. Round eight, we've got Tommy Stewart, $2.35. Round nine, and I really like this one. And I think he's a good price because... The votes don't often go to Ruckman. Yep. But Sean Darcy absolutely mullered the Swans in round nine, and he's $2. Round 10, I didn't find anything I liked. Round 10 was an interesting one, actually, because I think eight of the nine games, um, the coaches' votes gave a 10. Yep. But all the prices were junk, so I just left out round 10. Round 11, Nick Blakey against the Blues, $2.45. He got the 10 coaches' votes. And the other thing I liked about this one with Blakey is he had a huge last quarter. Ah, And that can stick out in the umpire's minds a fair bit. He was really influential too. So, Round 12, you would remember this one pretty well, Wally, when Port tore Hawthorne a new one in the first half. And Connor Rosie uh, had had a great game that day. He's $1.65. Round 13... Um, I've got Libba as a bit of a long shot smoky here, $9. Um, I think Libba can get it done. I think the umpires kind of like Libba and, um, I think he's only such a big price. I think, I think Bont's a short price here, but you know, Libba's stats wise, everything and coaches votes, it all adds up. Sometimes you get a bit of value when you're taking on a Bont. Yeah, exactly. Well, and at nine bucks, you don't need to have a big bet on it. Yeah. Totally not. Uh, round 14, uh, I've got um, Adam Chera, $1.65. Round 15, we get Jordan Dawson's second um, effort against, against Collingwood again, and he's $1.80 here. Uh, <clears throat> round 16, and this is another one where we're taking on Bond. Well, I've got Jamara Oogle Hagen, $5.50. I think he kicked five that night. And also around this one, that was the night where um he there was all that there was a bit of controversy about him coming in. There was a whole storyline about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd been he'd been vilified in that. Yes, yeah. that's right. So and he's five dollars fifty in round sixteen to get there. Yeah, I like that too because he's a young kid. He stepped up. All the eyes were on him. Geez, he had a great night that night. And, and he did get um he did well on the coaches' votes there too. So yeah, that's a good one. Five dollars fifty. That's a good price. Round 17, um, Jack Gunston kicks six and he's $2. As we talked about, if you kick six, you know, the price you get. Mm-hmm. Round 18, um, Jack Silvani played the game of his life here. 
He's obviously not a guy that's normally going to get three, so you're going to get a good price for him. He's $2.80. He got the 10 votes off the coaches that night. Round 19, uh, we've got the Bont here at $1.80. Um, there's not often you get you know, a guy like Bont at $1.80 when he got the coaches. Who else was in the um, market, did you remember? I don't remember. That's all right. I haven't got it all in front of me, sorry. It's all right. No, no, no dramas. Um, we've got round 20, Alex Pierce. Uh, again, not a guy that would normally get him, but he got the 10 coaches' votes, and he's paying $7.50. You're getting the price there because he's Alex Pierce, I think. Um, round 21, I've got Tim Kelly at $7 against the... Um, I'm think sure that was against the Bombers. Um, he played brilliant game that day. Look, they but lost. But they only just lost. Yeah. And, and like we saw with Gary Ablett, you can get votes when you're on the losing team if you hundred percent you can play amazing. And so. spe- do you know where else you do it? And I don't mind this because especially when they weren't meant to compete, and everyone thought Essendon yeah. who were paying for finals would steamroll them. So the umpires wouldn't go shit. Essendon played so far under their level, West Coast exceeded it. So that's a gr- I really like that at seven yeah. bucks. Okay, round twenty three. Uh, sorry, I didn't have anything for round twenty two. That's all right. I don't think. Yeah. Um, Round 23, I've got two bets, though. I've Ooh. got um, Tim Kelly again. He's a dollar eighty, And I've also got Jake Melksham at $2.50. Um, so Mal- oh, that was that game he went off his own boot, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's, um, his biggest threat in that game is um, the guy, Jake Lever. Uh, he's a defender. Uh, he's a defender. So I like taking Melksham there. He had the impact, didn't he? And uh, round 24, uh, Andy Brayshaw. So there you, uh, there you go, punters. Oh, I've got one old, one more which I missed, which we can go back to yeah. if you want. It's back to round 15. I had two bits there. The other one was Gary Rowan um, against, um, I'm pretty sure it was against the D's, was it? When he, um, he knocked out Jeremy Cameron and then he just tore the game apart. So, and that's paying $3.10. Yeah, nice. Well, that is fantastic, mate. So we have bets across. I won't obviously run through them again. People can uh, rewind that, scribble down. That is absolutely fantastic. So just recapping here, punters, what we do have is that we've got a top three, top five bet. We've got our team outrights, a few of those that you like individually. We've got our team multi, which is paying around the five bucks, which is great. And then something for every round. And if we missed a round, we doubled up in another one. So Harrow, mate. Exceed, you've done exceedingly well here. Well, we'll see by tonight. <laughs> but again, punters, I just want to reiterate, you know, the, the, these aren't things that you can go and do tons of form on and everything like that. You, there is a bit of luck. You, you know, you're guessing about what decisions other humans are going to make. So I wouldn't tell anyone to go out there and, and load up on these no. and have their, you know, mortgage their house or anything like that. So... Uh, just a bit of fun, but I thought it'd be good good to get something out on the Brownlow so we can all sort of get around each other yeah. tonight and get around us on Twitter. We'll, we'll put a, well, probably won't put all these up on Twitter because it's probably take me forever, but um, no, 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 we'll follow their progress and be a bit of banter on Twitter tonight anyway. Yeah, no, that'll be good. Very, very good. And mate, just, just uh, finally, your, your winner. You've got oh, it. right. Yeah, so I've um, got the Bont winning it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just um, and I, like I, we talked about it in the last part. Yeah, um, you know with um, with uh, Petraka, Petraka just behind him. But it's, it's going to be a tight, you know, a tight one. And and Dacos will be, you know, in that region as well. Mm. 
Uh, I, I, I've got the same sort of worries about Dacos as what you do. Yeah. And I've gone through his season and a few of those games here he's penciled in for three, you know, I think it's debatable. Yep. Um, I've got Petraka, he's polling in heaps of games. Mm. So he could he could overshoot. You know, if, if those ones and yeah, twos Yeah, it's just go and get the two or and you, the, the Clayton get the three or does Oliver, like earlier in the year where yeah. Oliver and Gorm were both competing, I just, yeah, I'm, I don't know with Petrano. I just occasionally find just one or two better, but it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't worry if you're a Collingwood fan and you're just an absolute take-off diehard, which you should be. He, I think he's going to win one, so don't stress if he doesn't win it this year. He's had an amazing year. He's a bit stiff late. And also, don't try to be under poll. Like, don't, everyone shouldn't be shocked if he grossly under polls. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be a surprise because the first half of the year, he couldn't have been further from a Brownlow profiling player. The second half of the year, 100% he was. He was winning contested ball. The other thing that has helped him a little is he did kick some goals in some main, ga- in some big games. But I just think that missing, he missed four games. Well, he missed three, but he missed four because he went yeah. down. The two before that, he's not getting any. He has to be out in front by oh, a long yeah, way yeah. with six rounds to go. Look, actually, um, I think we'll, he's have, not getting votes we'll, have a decent, we'll have a decent idea in round one. Yeah. Because um, he plays, he has 35 possessions. He, that's the type of game he put together pretty frequently. If he gets two and do go, he gets three. Yeah. That tells you, okay, well, hang on. They're not, they're not, he's not going to overshoot. He is going to be about right, and he'll probably just miss. Well, no, I'm trying to say if he gets three in round one. You reckon he can win it? Probably. Yeah. But I don't reckon he gets the three in round one. No. So let's see what happens there. Um, the guy whose big value is Lockie Neal. There's a few question marks around a few other guys, just because we've seen this year after year, until you've had your established year where you, they start to understand that this is the guy we're meant to be giving yeah. votes to, he can underpile. Connor Rosie's the good example of that last, last year. year. Could be Zach Butters, Butters this, this year. year. And Rosie gets votes on him, etc. Who knows? Right. Something like that. Mate, so. very good. All right, punters, enjoy the night. Uh, if you do have a bet on the game, make sure you do it responsibly. But uh, for us, it'll be a good watch. Enjoy yourselves, and um, we'll catch you a little later in the week with our preview of the grand final. Thanks, Harry. No worries. Enjoy.